It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. There's a lot of big-name running backs set to hit the free agent market. Who should teams target? Who should they stay away from? We're breaking down the class today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league. The Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to issue a big thank you, shout out, and welcome to our everydayers. Those of you who make us your first listen every single day, we appreciate you being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. Joe, uh, I think this is a really good running back class for the teams. I don't know that that necessarily makes it a good running back yeah. class yeah. for the running backs. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that's what, as I'm sitting here looking at my personal hierarchy of how I stack these players up and potentially have some level of, of appetite for addressing the position for my favorite team, I've kind of looked at them through both the macro and then also the more narrow scope of an individual team. There's a lot of names that have a lot of intrigue. And there's names that are featured players, and there are names that have been getting big money to this yeah. stage, even if it's not long-term commitment, big money. I am going to do my best for you and for the listeners today yeah. to not be a total curmudgeon and just talk about how dumb it is to pay running backs and how there's never really works out. Um, but can cannot we start this by like just a very quick look back at last year? And you saw just a lot of mistakes with with what was done here um, with the free agent running back market, whether it was Miles Sanders and signing four years, $25 million in Carolina. David Montgomery, very good. We like that a lot. Jamal Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. Those were your top AAVs handed out last year. You've got one good story to tell there. Now, I know that there was you know, a guy like Raheem Mostert scored 57 touchdowns, I'm pretty sure, this past year for the Miami Dolphins. That was a good player to bring back. Devin Singletary, great value deal for the Texans. But the top guys, when you look at the five biggest contracts handed out, four of them were complete flops. And so teams got to be careful this year to make sure that they spend this money wisely if they choose to invest it in some of these big-name running backs. Well, And not to kind of do another show in its entirety, but I don't know if you remember me doing this in the summertime. Yes, yes I do. I went back and did the running back research, yeah. uh, and it was all running back contracts – since 2014, so like the last 10 years of free agency cycles, uh, running backs to sign a new deal with a new team with salaries that exceeded, what was it, three and a half, three percent? 
Yeah, 3%. I thought it was. 3% yeah. of the salary cap. And the overwhelming majority of this data is your numbers are down. Yeah. Right? You go to a new environment. And it, it's like offensive line in one unique way where, like, the good ones get paid for the team that they're with. But the difference with the offensive line is very rarely do good offensive linemen hit the free agency market where you're seeing annually talented players at this position that teams are saying, you know what, we're going to elect to go in a different way with where we're spending our money. All right. So we got some names, man. We got some big time names here. If you're looking, go ahead. Sure. Who do you think can still go the most? Who's your, who's your top? Player. You got my top, like franchise tag. Yeah. yeah, I feel real strong about who the top guy is. I'd, lo- I'd love to know who that is. It's Saquon Barkley. Okay. I mean, how how much can we really glean from this past season with Saquon Barkley with a disaster offensive line, disaster quarterback situations? I mean, there were games where they, they couldn't even literally complete a forward pass, and they're just feeding the ball to Saquon Barkley. There's no great opportunity for him to be productive. We know what he can do. Like He was that catalyst last year for that offense. And so get this man out of the giants. But if you're, if you're going to go in and pay one of these guys, I'm not, if I if some team is going to do it, I do it with Saquon Barkley. Well, what would you say if I told you that uh, Saquon Barkley's yards before contact per attempt last year was tied for the second highest of his career. I, I don't, I, I hear you on that, but it doesn't, it doesn't amount to much for me. I think, I, I think so much about Jonathan Taylor and the comment that he made to us at the NFL combine when he talked about vision and it's it's he's like, yeah, anybody can see it. But he's like, how do you how do you have that time on task with your blockers to understand how they're going to execute, how they're going to leverage blocks and work off of them? There's no way Saquon could have been in a good position to be able to do that this past year. That's fair. I think the top player is Derrick Henry. I still think even at this stage in Derrick Henry's career, it, dude went out and hit 21 and a half miles per hour in week 18. He's my number two. You want to talk about playing behind bad offensive lines. The Giants were worse than Tennessee, but it wasn't that, it wasn't sure. that big of a void between the two, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think Henry, Henry has a little bit more sustainability with his body of work. Now, the, obviously, the argument for Saquon Barkley is he's 20, just like three days ago, turned 27. Yeah. Right? So you feel pretty good about like a three-year window here before that mythical age of 30. Mm-hmm. So you feel like that's a full term on a, a big running back contract in today's world. Whereas Derrick Henry is probably a one-year deal player. Yeah. You, you probably don't want to, I mean, you may, maybe you do a two-year deal, but you tie all the guarantees to the first year. Mm-hmm. So you can cut ties if you need to, because there's a little bit more unknown as far as the aging of Derrick Henry. But I don't know. I think the the body of work speaks for itself with Derrick Henry. And I think he showed last year, that he's still very much involved. And I know they got Tajay Spears involved in the running game as kind of a nice change of pace back to him. And I think he'd certainly be- benefit from not being a 400 carry a, play- a year player anymore. But I probably feel that way about all these guys other than maybe yeah. Josh Jacobs, unless he gets all the way back from where he was in yeah. 2022. Yeah, I think that all the way, I like Derrick Henry. I think for certain teams, like you could see him coming in and being an X factor and really mattering. Like he can't go to some crap team that's going to pay him a bunch of money and be the 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 lead back. Like that's not what I'm seeing for Derrick Henry, yeah. but for there's a, I can think of a million teams. So it's a Baltimore, the Baltimore God, Lord, that would be yeah. crazy. <laughs> Miami don't want that. Right. Like there's right. certain teams that I think this make Minnesota, right? Like that would be, if they bring back Kirk and want to get that veteran running back, there's some teams that I love uh, this idea for. I think you mentioned getting all the way back. And, and I think 
Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs fit into that bucket where Mm -hmm. we saw what they were in 2022. Uh, Jacobs 26, and that was the big appeal with him coming out of Alabama was like, yeah, yeah, like none. (laughs) He had a ton of, ton of, uh, Kind of opportunity in terms of not being an overly used player at Alabama. And then Tony Power was unbelievable in 2022. And mm-hmm. I still think he had a good season, but you know, you were very not excited about getting, yeah, salary. It getting Zeke out of the way and, and boogie, right? It, it, it didn't fully happen. Um, and maybe I, I think some of their offensive line, like I, I didn't like Beatas this year. Steele, I think, was kind of down at, at right tackle. Um, but those guys can play if they if they do get back. I think they could be very good starters. Yeah. So I think I think that's the names for the definitive names for me are in some order: Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and that's the order that I have them in. If you want to talk about like who could be a quality starter in the right environment, I think those are the guys. Okay. I think quality starter being the operative word there. I got to go to bat for somebody here, Kyle Krabs. Devin Singletary. You know it. I'm going to bat for Devin Single. Motor motor Singletary coming up here on the other side of it, so be sure to stick with us. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, so you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. They've also got some football's futures bets out there. Whatever sport you want to watch, it's available for you on FanDuel, and it just makes the games that much more exciting. So check it out. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Go ahead. Get it, get it off, get it all off your chest. I, th- I think Devin Singletary is an adequate starter. I think he's yeah. a very, quality, and that's all I'm talking about. Yeah, quality, low, that's, low cost, no. productive player. I'm, I'm with you. Was but, there a better free agent contract handed out to a running back than Devin Singletary this past year? Mm. One year, two point seven five million dollars. Now, like it switched teams. I know Mostert's the he deserves right. all the flowers for staying, right. but like a guy that switched teams and took uh, was. The lead running back in Buffalo for four years in a row. He's been over a thousand yards from scrimmage each of the last three seasons. He's been he's been the starting running back for good offenses. He goes to Houston. It's all about Damian Pierce. We love Damian Pierce. He runs hard. His helmet falls off and he continues to run. Devin Singletary took it from him. And like at some point, we just got to acknowledge that Devin Singletary is a dependable, reasonable starting NFL running back. And I I there's got to be more out for out there for him this year than one year two point seven five. Are you agree with everything you're saying? Right. I think the nice thing about Devin Singletary has never been a long speed, explosive, open field player. Yeah, you're not getting that. That that should age gracefully for Devin Singletary, who's missed one game in the last three years. Right. Uh 
and he didn't even just remember the Bills didn't play 17 games in 2022. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, excuse me. So he has not, he has not yeah. missed a game in the last year. Right. Yeah. He fell 16 in 2022. So I'm glad we have a Bills <laughs> right. guy on the podcast. Yeah. Um, are is is ball security a worthwhile footnote for Devin Singletary? Because I feel like that's a side of like dynamic open field ability or like long speed explosiveness. Like that, that's kind of the thing that jumps to me for him. And I know he only had one fumble this past year, so yeah. it was a good year for him in that regard. But he had 13 fumbles in the previous four seasons in his rookie contract in Buffalo. I don't know. To me, he fumbles at a normal rate. You wish he fumbled less, right? I, that's for sure. Um, but I think, like, the the short area quickness, the shiftiness, like, he's, what, dude, he's, is he like 5'7? What is he? Five, he's 5'7. Five, right. Like, his ability to just, like, hide behind blockers and stuff. He's, like, he's a tough little guy to deal with. Um, yeah, there's things that you wish were different about Devin Singletary. And that's why I think it was appropriate for us to not include him in the quality starters. But man, you could do so much worse than than him. So I don't want to spend like three hours on him, but No, we don't need I, to. I, and and I knew you were gonna come to bat for him, so I kind of did the extra like prep work of like, okay, let me, <laughs> let me digest Devin Singletary's resume yeah. and oh, 14 fumbles on uh 1063 career touches. You just foil that against like Derrick Henry has 2,200 touches and 17 fumbles in his career. And Saquon Barkley has six fumbles in his career in six seasons. So that's just the, he as fixed it. He only had one last year. He fixed the no, problem. Oh, he only had one in uh, 2020 as well. And then had uh, five and three the next two seasons. So, yeah. Go ahead and overlook Devin Singletary some more. How about, the under, like Abic- how about DeAndre Swift? What are you doing with DeAndre Swift, man? What are you doing I mean, with this? Guy? I, I, I think Philadelphia provided him the opportunity to see, hey, here's the talent. Is there still some instinctual stuff that maybe you you wish was better as far as like vision at times? Yes. But Philly also did not do this dude any favors down the stretch. This offense is falling apart at the seams. They're getting halftime. Guy's got two touches and he's the leading rusher out of the backfield. Puts up a thousand yards this season. Um Really productive. He's 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. And he, he's never had less than seven touchdowns in a season. So fourth-year player, only one career season thus far in his NFL career with more than 215 touches. So he's not a high-mileage guy. I think he kind of showed you some of his explosives. How many touchdowns did he get vultured by Jalen Hurts when he got tackled the one-yard line? 15. I think- I, I I think he le- no I think he I think he legit lost seven touchdowns where he was tackled inside the two yard line. Oh really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that Jalen had fifteen rushing touchdowns. So right. I figured they were right. all all uh, push pushes. So so I think this could have been a lot more impressive of a statistical year for DeAndre Swift than what it was. So if there was a guy that I kind of wanted to give a middle ground market contract to, I think. Devin Singletary is a buy low option because he was a buy low option last year. He was on a one year deal. I think he'll probably get something similar. I could see Swift getting three for 15. Yep. That's what I have done. Yep. So I I think that's if you, if you wanted a little bit more of a long-term commitment with a player that still has youth on his side, he's only, he just turned 25 last month Mm -hmm. after the four years of his rookie contract, he put up a best season. I, that's the guy for me is a, a middle ground one B option. 
for you. I'd love to get your takes on Austin Eckler here. You know, obviously, it's you, Kyle's, don't it, my, you don't want my take. Well, no, we do. I think that's why we want him. I know that you had some things to say about Austin Eckler and tough year for the Chargers. Obviously, dude, they're picking fifth in the draft. Right. You know, they had some some O line injuries, obviously. Um, but I thought Eckler certainly had his own warts this past season. You know, is is he is he uh, is he cooked? I think so. The yards per touch was down almost a yard. Uh, the the if you did a graph of the yards per touch for Austin Eckler across the course of his career, mind you, he'll he's turning twenty nine in May, I believe. Austin's gained this legendary status for the fantasy production and 38 touchdowns in two seasons. Yeah. Yards per touch perspective, 7.3, 6. 6.6, 6.9, 5.5, 5.6, 5.3, 4.6. What? That's not up and to the right, right? That's, that's not the trend <laughs> that you want to see for a 29-year-old running back who looked like, and I know he had an ankle sprain, but injury's always kind of been a thing for Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. And he's played through it a lot of the time. But I know he got the ankle sprain in week one against Miami when he put up awesome numbers in that game. He looked like he was running a 4-8 by midseason. So huh? you, you've got 276 and 311 touches in your year 27 and year 28 or your year 26 and 27 seasons, 28, you experience a massive dip, drop in productivity, drop in explosiveness. I just don't see the uptick to come yeah. back up to justify. He'd be, for me, a name with concerns more than mm. even a vet depth option. Do you feel like Austin Eckler's next opportunity needs to be not coming for 250, 300 touches? It's probably a 150-touch player, right? Like, get the pass catching ability out of him in a non-featured role. I think I think that's where you can potentially maximize what's left in the tank there. You want to maximize him, you give him the 2021 Tony Pollard role in Dallas. Well, that's what we got excited about with Kellen Moore and the Chargers, right? But mm-hmm. Josh Kelly wasn't Zeke. Right. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. So he wasn't you, Zeke. You end up dipping into the pool for every back on your roster and practice squad to try and find somebody with some life. In the right. running game. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I think 150 to 175 touches across a full season, you're talking eight to 10 touches a game, get really involved in the passing game. Obviously, Eckler's been a guy who's caught a ton of balls. He had, what, 109, 107 receptions? Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. So that you know that element is there. Can you grace age gracefully into what Gio Bernard was down the stretch as a really valuable third down? Type player. I know Gio was really good in pass pro. That those are the kinds of questions I'm asking yeah, with yeah, with yeah. Austin Eckler. Fourteen uh, fumble fumble guy Kyle Krabs. Fourteen fumbles over the last three seasons. So we gotta we gotta make sure we knock no, him for that. Not great. It's not great. Not great. What else here? Of course, look, we're talking one B's veteran depth. Zach Moss, AJ Dillon. Oh, I, I'm just not in on AJ Dillon. But go ahead. I mean, I, I'm in on AJ Dillon every other month. Because every other month, every other month, the, the switch flips. It's like, man, he's running ticked off. Like, he looks good. Yeah. He's got and big then, quads, Kyle Krabs. Big thighs, and then, man. And the next month after that, you're like, man, can you just like get up into the hole and, and get some tough yards? You're going down way too easy for a 230 yeah. pound back. 
So I think there's just variance there with AJ Dillon and maybe he's a hot hand kind of guy. And if that's the case, then that's a rotational vet depth, but yep. that's probably a Donta Foreman type contract, which was what? One for three. Oh, Deonta Foreman signed one for two. One for two. Yep. Okay. So that's maybe that's the, the stratosphere. Your peaks probably Gus Edwards because Gus Edwards got just under three and a half from Baltimore. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Three, right. Three, eight. So to, running back in the NFL, like we all love the dazzling highlights, but sometimes it's C3 get three or C3 get three and a half, right? Like some of that's got to happen. And AJ Dillon, Dillon has to be able to embrace that for the style of player that he is to me. He's in this bucket of like I have I have AJ Dillon in a bucket with Gus Edwards, Zeke Elliott, Deontay Foreman. Like th- that's those are his peers to me in this this running back class. I have a, a tier that includes Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, AJ Dillon, Deontay Foreman, and Gus Edwards. Is that, that Gus Edwards had a lot of touchdown production this year, right? Like, but Baltimore's got to be looking to get a little bit more dynamic there. And I, I know that JK Dobbins has been injured every single second of his life for the last few years, but chill. Feel like, (laughs) well, the guy's out there getting injured, demanding contract. Like one of the most ridiculous things. He just held out the whole season looking for his new deal. You know, dude, I can't, Uh, I I like Gus Edwards. Um, I will admit when I put Gus Edwards under the microscope, I was a little surprised with just how I thought he was more loose than he is as a runner. Right. It's it's that's exactly right. And for those of you not watching on YouTube, shame on you, but just pointing in a straight line, you get him pointed the way you want him to go. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's going to power through and make sure he picks up a couple yards at a minimum. And I, I think there's some, if you didn't have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson as the counterpunch off of that and still the run game, I'd be a little bit more leery of what Gus Edwards looks like. Does he look like the Gus Edwards who posts 990 yards on 210 touches and, and 13 touchdowns this year? Or does he look more like late stage Latavius Murray? Ooh. Well, it's body type standpoint. That's it's kind of yeah. how he's built, right? Yeah, he could be the veteran in the room, but boy, oh boy, you don't want him to play. You don't want him to play. All right, we are going to get to some names to be concerned with, and I'd also like to ask Kyle Krabs for his sleeper back. Uh, so, okay. give him a, time, a little second to marinate on that. So, stick with us. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So our late stage guys are going to be the Cordero Pattersons of the world. The, I guess, Latavius Murray's of the world. The Dalvin Cooks of the world. Um. These the players we're invoking here with players of concern. Yeah, I think that's a healthy, a healthy list. I mean, even like Rashad Penny, can you really count on that? Um, I can't quit him. I'm not going to pick him as my sleeper, but I just I can't quit him. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. What do I mean? He's like the youngest and potentially most dynamic, but what can you possibly anticipate there? Right. Uh, I think a name, I think a buyer beware name is, is Antonio Gibson um, with the commanders. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of been, been a little flashy, but you want to talk ball security problems, whether it's fumbling, whether it's dropping passes, the variance there just makes me really nervous. Um, and so he'd be a stay away guy for me, although big athletic pass catching upside, but I don't know what he's put on tape. It doesn't really impress me. Go Rico Dowdle as a sleeper. Uh, I think that's a good take. That's I'm, I'm trying to like find like an authentic sleeper and not come back with yeah. Kareem Hunt, who has <laughs> really played right. Like, yeah. Although I guess we're far enough away from Kareem Hunt being Kareem Hunt that yeah. you know it probably would qualify as a sleeper. But everybody knows who he is. I think Rico Rico Dowdle's maybe the back that with more opportunity and Dallas maybe not feeling obligated to feed their franchise tag running back to justify paying in the franchise tag but he's at 96 career rushes i thought he did some nice things in the passing game for dallas this past year uh showcased some good pop as far as just being a runner he's got decent size he's not a big back but he's not like a diminutive player runs physical runs hard yeah I think that's probably the one for me if I'm like, okay, who's somebody I could see getting a low-dollar contract and far outperforming that this upcoming season? I think Rico Dowdle's on that list for me. Yeah, I think if you're – Rico Dowdle for for less is so much more appealing to me than a lot of other players that are potentially going to be for more. How about DJ sense. Dallas? Yeah, DJ Dallas is uh, – he's been good a good teams player, right? He's never mm-hmm. had a ton of consistent opportunity – on offense, but you're talking about your third running back. That's what you need, right? You need that special teams upside. And I think DJ Dallas absolutely provides that to you. Even Travion Williams is a third running back that can do that piece of it as well. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about for lack of consistency. DJ gets about 30 carries a year. Yeah. yeah. That's as consistent as he has. <laughs> you know, you know, um, yeah, I, I could see, you know, I like him coming out of Miami. So those are a couple backs that I think you can get pointed in the right direction for. And, and he is a bigger guy. He's 5'10", 215, 220. It's a thicker guy. So if you want some upside, I'd go that route. That, that's a player I wouldn't shy away from as long as he grasps your, your protection scheme because he's a team's guy. That yeah. physicality component's there. 
the the frames there. Every time he's had to kind of step in for for backs in Seattle, kind of pops a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's easy to love those guys that just run like with that total uh, pissed off, like I'm going to kill people. So then he does that. Does Zach Moss count as a sleeper? I mean, he had a big season kind of. He had 986 yards from scrimmage and seven touchdowns for for the Colts. But like, what what does that mean for a contract, right? Like you think about maybe some parallels to last off season, like, you know, there wasn't a ton out there for a guy like Damian Harris who did a whole lot more in his career with new England, you know, injury parallels as well between the two guys. But, you know, if you're looking for, you know, some depth that produced this past year and, you know, I think he needed to get away from Buffalo and him going to the Colts wind up kind of unlocking some things for him. And he got that big opportunity with Taylor down. I think that'd be an, an appealing name for me in terms of, okay, we're going to call it sleepers. Let me uh let me ask you this. And this is this is a player who's on the market, but he's a restricted free agent. So like his pathway coming back to his team is is very easy. Would you be surprised at all if Patrick Taylor took all of uh Should. AJ, Should. AJ, Dillon, AJ Dillon's yeah. reps next year and is just yeah. as impactful of a player? Uh I think he's more dynamic. I think he can do more. Yeah, I I think he's also 6'3", 230 as well. Yeah, he's big. Uh yeah. It, Swiss Army knife type player, I feel like LaFleur can get some stuff going there. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I'm not paying AJ Dillon. So let let Dillon walk. You save a couple million dollars and just have Patrick Taylor step in. I mean, they they have um I think he's also an expiring contract, but Emmanuel Wilson's another young, big back. Like they get some big big dudes yeah. behind Aaron Jones in that backfield. Yeah. yeah. Um well shout out for Ty Johnson. I thought yeah, I thought he did a really nice job for the Bills. I mean, he only he played seven point eight percent of the snaps. He was on the practice squad until about midway through the season. But you know, as Latavius Murray, you could tell the wheels fell off. Like he had a good start to the season. They were able to bring in Ty Johnson, who's like five ten, two fifteen. He's got four four speed. He can catch and run. Four face special teams guy. You know, you're talking about a potential minimum contract guy. He the Bills didn't sign him to like a week before for, uh, camp last year, and I thought he did nothing but pop and, you know, again, not an expanded role type guy, but I'd love for him to be back in Buffalo, which means some other team should also be pretty interested in adding him as a depth player for their team. If you wanted to go, yeah, if you wanted to go with a vet route uh, for somebody who could be productive, particularly in the passing game, I still think Jarrett McKinnon can go. I know he kind of had a quiet year this year versus last year. He kind of got run in the the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. He's out there playing. Big surprise, Jarrett McKinnon's making plays late in the postseason for Kansas City. Right, right? Like, he was like he on IR every year in January. Yeah. But he, dude, he caught fifty balls in twenty twenty two for yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, it came back on a, a one year deal for less than one and a half million dollars. So I understand he's thirty two, but he's he's a guy that you know is not a volume guy. Um, I think even at the, his stage in his career, he'd be, he'd be a valuable addition to a lot of running back rooms as a rotational guy. Seventeen snaps in the Super Bowl. Little X factor. You wonder about a guy like this. Is he? Is he? Does he represent the same value to another team? Or is I'm it sure just kind of there, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just the little yeah, X. Factor. He had 124 touches in the regular season in 2022. He played 46 percent of snaps. I, I think it's a good call out. It's a good call out. So that's um, that's it. That's all I got. Don't sign Melvin Gordon. Don't sign Dalvin Cook. Don't sign Kareem right. Hunt. Don't sign right. Matt Breda. All the names that you might get excited about because they scored points for your fantasy team <laughs> years ago, just let them yeah. go. 
Let it go. Eno Benjamin's not going to be a thing. Chase Edmonds can't Royce play. Freeman. <laughs> Royce Freeman's going to get a chance somewhere, right? <laughs> just don't do this stuff, man. Just right. I have these. And this is my just don't category. And uh, we just Frida? Up, you Frida, mentioned Breida yeah. yet? No, I, I did. Yeah, I've never seen a guy make more mental mistakes at the running back position than Matt Breida. He's fast, though. Be be curious if Boston Scott ends up landing in uh, Indy. in Indy. Yeah. Indy with with Steichen. He's considered as their pet project for like three years. Twenty nine year old back. But a good another good like teams player who used to make some pretty good contributions in the past game. So that's it. That's all we got for you here on Locked On NFL Scouting. Uh, Joe, we got to decide who we're watching, what we're, how we're going to attack the the top of this for as far as deep dives for players. But we're going to really get into the weeds on some of the top names from this running back class tomorrow on the show. So you have that to look forward to. Come on back and see some Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We are Locked On NFL Scouting. Make it a great rest of your day. Right here. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.